الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد my brothers and sisters as you know I am a student of history and a very interested in history and one of the things that I believe is very important to study is the history of the Roman Empire. If you do that, you will see one of the things that characterized the last days of the Roman Empire. And that was, in one word, excess. Excess. To give you just one example, the Roman Empire was at its peak. It was at the peak of its wealth. It was at the peak of its military power. It was an empire that was based on military power alone. <laughs> on uh, the forcible uh, occupation of lands and uh, then uh, you know enslaving the population and looting them and this is what they did very well what characterized them as i said one word excess and the way that in one of the ways in which it expressed itself was their famous banquets in a Roman banquet, which was all the Roman nobility, they would eat reclining on couches. Rasulullah forbade to eat while you are lying down. But they used to eat like that. They used to eat reclining on couches. So they had the silk couches and they would be lying like this. And slaves would bring food for them. And this would be course after course after course after course after course. And the most exotic things, unbelievable thing. I mean, if you if you see, and all of this is recorded. I mean, the Romans were highly literate people; they they wrote things up. So all of this is recorded. And if you look at some of the uh, menus of these courses, you will be amazed that people actually could think of. I mean, those cooks must have been some amazingly creative guys because they the way that they could actually think up recipes and to make things. So they would be reclining on these couches and they would eat course after course and they would drink more and more and more wine until they drank themselves into a coma. Literally drank themselves unconscious. And then their slaves would carry them back home. Excess. Now, why am I telling you this? Because if you look at the world today, see what is happening. And we are not reclining on couches and we are not vomiting our dinner. But if you think about what are the role models of people today? Who are the role models? What are the aspirations? Right? I'm not talking about everybody, but I'm saying the average. If you look at the majority of young people, what is their aspiration? Top of the line car, biggest house, live large, right? Big. Excess, 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 excess. So those people used to eat more, maybe we don't eat more, but we do other, th other things. At the same time, you could have excess in saying, how many books do I read? How many degrees do I have? So excess in learning, this is possible, right? I mean, this is also a possibility. That I would like to read more books, write more books. I would like to learn more things. I'm already an engineer, but I, I want to also become a physician. I want to become a doctor. I'm already a doctor. I want to become an astronaut. I mean, 
It is possible, right? I mean, logically speaking, this is also possible. Doesn't happen. Does not happen. Excess only in really doing what animals do. There is a regression towards an animal state. What's an animal state? An animal state is to obviously not wear clothing because animals don't wear, don't wear clothes. So remove as many as much as much clothing as clothing as you can. Number two, animals mate with any other animal. Even animals don't mate, I mean, two males don't mate with each other, but you know, females, any. <laughs> so, mate with anyone, eat until you can't eat anymore, right? Dominate, kill carnivores. Even diets, I mean, think about this. Today, there, is a, there used to be the diet called keto, now there's a new diet called carnivore diet. And people very proudly say, I am eating a carnivore diet. I tell them, at least call it something else, you know. I mean, this is like saying, I'm a dog, right? I'm a great dog. You want to call yourself a dog? Go ahead, man. <laughs> you know, be my guest, but I don't want to call myself a dog. Really, I mean, just seriously think about that. We have got used to this mindless imitation. I don't even know why we have a brain anymore, because we don't need a brain to eat. Just excess and more excess and more excess. Now, there was a great philosopher, a Stoic. His name was, was Seneca, Linnaeus Seneca. And he lived, he lived actually the same time as Isa al-Islam. So both of these were contemporaries. Obviously, they were miles apart socially and so on and so forth. Because Seneca was a Roman senator. He was a noble. And Isa al-Islam was... He was a Jew, he was in, in, in Judea, he was, you know, the, according to Roman uh, hierarchy, he was way, way, way below somewhere. Of course, according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he was a, a Nabi and <laughs> there's no comparison. But the point I'm saying is, um, but Seneca was a Stoic and Seneca said a wonderful thing. Seneca said, he said, I wish decline was as slow as the processes that take us to the point of decline. I'm not quoting him exactly, but this is the meaning of what he said. He said, I wish decline was as slow as the processes that take us to the point of decline. But he said, unfortunately, that's not true. It takes years, maybe decades to get to a point and then decline is calamitous. It is, it is like it drops. Now, somebody made a theory on this. They call, they call it Seneca's Cliff. So if you, if you draw a cliff, it's a long, you know, long haul, a long climb all the way to the top of the cliff, and then there's a sudden drop. Society just collapses. That's what happened to the Roman Empire. That's what happened to the Egyptian Empire. Uh, the Egyptian Empire was already 4,000 years old when the Roman Empire began. The Roman Empire is now 2,000 years ago. So we're talking about some, you know, big years. But the point is that when the collapse comes, uh, it is sudden. The reason I'm saying all this is also not only because I want to tell you about some historical stuff. I'm telling you this because this is exactly the same thing that happens that happens to individuals, to our personal lives. Unless we stop it. And that is Seneca's cliff. The day you, your heart starts palpitating, the day you have to call 911 to be taken to the, to the ambulance, 
if you take it to the hospital, uh, if you backtrack that, that didn't happen the previous day. The stuff that brought you to that point didn't happen last week, didn't happen the year, even not even the year before. It took years of abusing the body, of eating stuff you should not have eaten, of not exercising, of not doing all the stuff that we should have done, we didn't do, until one day, it goes off. Same thing happens in businesses. In my business consulting practice, I've seen this over and over and over again, which is apparently good business suddenly collapses. But there's nothing certain about that. Absolutely nothing certain. The signs of there were open and visible. They were, metaphorically speaking, alarm calls going off and alarm signs going off, except that nobody read them. Nobody saw them. For years. And then suddenly, oh, what happened? What happened? What should have happened didn't happen for such a long time that what should need not have happened, happened. Businesses collapse. Same thing with, with individual careers. Many people come to me in, in my consulting practice. Oh, I want to have a great career. What, what can, oh, I want to have this, this. Oh, fantastic. Great. Tell me which book are you reading now? Book? Who is she? Huh? What book? I haven't read a book since the day I graduated in college. You're wonderful. So this career is going to come how? Uh, you're planning to marry Jeff Bezos' daughter or what? I mean, you, <laughs> what's the story? How, how is this career progress going to happen? You don't read. Which course did you attend in your vacation? I mean, the guy looks at me like I'm insane. Course in vacation? Excuse me, you, you, something is wrong with your brain. Course in a vacation? Uh-huh. Course in a vacation. I did that for 13 years before I became a consultant. Every single vacation. Comes at a price. And the price is your own career. So I tell people, you know that pink slip you got yesterday? You wrote it. You wrote it. Not your boss. Your boss only discovered that, aha, this guy is redundant. This guy's knowledge is, is now history. You wrote your own pink slip. It's as simple as that. So the reason I'm saying this to you and I remind myself and you, please don't, don't neglect. Do the only thing in life which is worth doing is that which is not necessary. Seriously, take, write this down in letters of gold and put them somewhere. The only things worth doing are the things that are not necessary. Why does Tahajjud have such a big, you know, tag in Islam? Because it's not necessary. If you never pray Tahajjud your whole life, there is no sin on you. Allah will not put you in Jahannam because you didn't pray Tahajjud. For Salah, yes. Not Tahajjud. So why, why do you pray Tahajjud? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it further on his own Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam pray Tahajjud? Unnecessary. Calling your parents to ask them how they are. Unnecessary. Checking up on your children saying how they are. Unnecessary. Giving a friend a hug. Unnecessary. Saying salam to somebody. Unnecessary. Just calling somebody saying, just salam, how are you? Unnecessary. Right? No, nobody, if, if you don't call, who cares? But believe me, every single one of those things, if you do them, there is a huge premium. People remember that. 
People don't remember, oh, I called Akhil because I needed something. <laughs> That's a big deal, man. We just call him and say, brother, how are you doing, man? I haven't heard from you for a long time. How is everything else? All good? Alhamdulillah. Asalaamu Alaikum. That's it. We don't bother. We don't bother. We call and we do and we contact only when we need something. Those are leeches who want to suck the blood, right? <laughs> Nobody loves leeches. People might do things for you. If you, if you ask me, I'll give you, but you know, I'm not going to thank you for that. But if people ask, if you check, if you ask something when you don't need to do that, that's where the mileage is. To exercise when you don't look like you need to exercise is where the, where the benefit comes. To read when you don't need to read is where the benefit comes. Because then when you need the knowledge, it is already there. You put money in the bank, in your account when? When you don't need it. So that it is there when you need it. If you don't put it in when you don't need it, when you need it, the, the account is empty. So I remind myself when you, let us do that which may not be within quotes necessary. There is no alarm bell going off, there is no red light flashing. But do it because it is the biggest leverage that you can have. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to enable us to lead our lives in a thoughtful way and to benefit us from that and to give us in keeping with His Majesty and Grace.